I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Gump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Welcome back to Supercoach Corner, brought to you by Moneyball, Australia's favourite daily fantasy sports platform. Today, we're lucky enough to be joined by Wilson Smith. He's the Daily Telegraph Supercoach NRL draft expert. Wilson, welcome on, mate. Good, mate. Good to, good to be here. How are we travelling today? What's going on? Uh, nothing much today, mate. We um, had our Daily Telegraph uh, live draft yesterday, and I've uh, got the day off today, so just uh, relaxing around the house. Are we in uh, recovery mode, are we? No, no, no. I um, definitely no need to recover. I've definitely come out on top. The uh, the rest of the boys <laughs> made some uh, silly pick uh, at points, so uh, I'm definitely feeling confident. Before we launch into it later, which of you made the silliest pick in your opinion? So there's actually uh, at the Daily Telegraph. So my name is Wilson Smith, and there's actually another Wilson Smith who's in the draft as well, and uh, he took James Fisher Harris with his first pick in the second round which uh, <laughs> I thought was two rounds too early. Mate, I don't think James Fisher-Harris would pick James Fisher-Harris in the second round. No, absolutely not. That there is a royal shitting of the bed by inferior Wilson Smith. Yeah. What's your official role at the Daily Telegraph? Uh, my official role is digital sports producer. So essentially, uh, it is my job to, most of the time, like 90% of the time, I'm just writing about footy and supercoach so yes it is my full-time job writing about supercoach you're known as the supercoach nrl draft expert was that name given you by someone or is it self-titled tell me uh, a bit of both i think um i think someone called it uh called me at once at work jokingly just because i was the only only guy around the office that uh knew a few things about draft and then i definitely claimed it after that so <laughs> bit, bit of both i'm sure you've been called worse so you'll take it Absolutely. It's uh, not the worst nickname, so I'll, I'll stick with it. 
Let's launch into the Supercoach format this year. Um, what changes would you like to see made if you were in control and, and you could do whatever you wanted to do with it? You had an endless supply of money to do whatever you wanted to do. What changes would you make? Yeah, there's a few things. Uh, I think um, I think if you look at sort of like NFL drafts in, in America, like they've got a, a few features that uh, we don't quite have over here. The, I think the number one thing I would want for improving the actual draft experience is adding like a queuing system. So at the moment we have it where you know you line up the player you want, you hit confirm, and uh, and then you draft them. But you know sometimes uh, sometimes you want to have a few players queued up um, in case one of them gets taken. And you know we've got the we've got the pre-draft list and all that, which is good. But you know if you if the if the person you have at the top of your queue gets taken, you don't want to stuck order drafting someone so i'd like to see a queuing system where you can sort of queue up you know a number of players that you want to have taken so that uh, you know it's just a bit easier so yeah just something like that to improve the draft experience i reckon is there anything worse than when you've got someone in mind your picks up next and the bastard in front of you steals your man no it's literally the worst experience of the draft and it it happens to me multiple times in every single draft which is why you've got to have like it's why you really got to have like more than one person in mind before it comes around to you each pick because there's literally nothing worse than you've got someone locked in, you've even put them in the queue, and then they go right before the, but right before you, and then you panic pick sometimes. So one of the worst feelings in draft. Mate, I had once. I, I I had I think I was the last pick of the draft, and no, sorry, I was the first pick of the draft. So I had back to back picks, and I had my two in mind, and the two picks before me took both players which left me with two minutes to make a shotgun decision. And fuck, it, there is nothing more stressful, is there? And all your other mates in the room can see you're about to shit the bed. You're losing your head. The queuing system would be fantastic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. And it's, it's even worse in leagues where you're drafting with mates who all know sort of your draft strategy. Because I've got mates that know exactly how I draft and they will take picks just to spite me, which... <laughs> Exactly. Like, that's how a QE system could really add a lot to the game, I reckon. It's the beauty of draft, isn't it? You know, once you get to know your mates and how they draft and who they're going to target, there is nothing better than snaking your mate, even if, if, you, if you don't want the bloke <laughs> you've drafted. I mean, it, you, you know how to do it. Like, you snake your mate's picks and then they snake your picks. It's, it comes back around the bite you a bit, but it's, it's all good fun. It's all, it's all part of draft. You mentioned earlier about the NFL fantasy. Um, I've played it myself a few times. And, you know, obviously in America, you know, there's a hundred million times more people playing NFL fantasy. So their budget is so much bigger. So the product they produce is just unbelievable. One thing when I'm playing NFL fantasy that I love is that for, for those people that haven't played it before, when the siren goes at the end of the game and the game's over, there are no more updates. Your players' scores are set and locked in place. Do you think that could work in the Supercoach format? It's um, it's an interesting question. Um, I'll be I'll be doing a yarn in a in a few weeks in the first two rounds, and I'll actually be um, sitting in the box with the guys who are watching the games and writing, recording all the stats and stuff. So um, I'll be getting sort of an inside look into how Supercoach has actually scored, which we haven't actually done before, which is uh, pretty cool. But yeah, I, I think um, I think one of the main differences between um, the NFL and the NRL is that a lot of our stats are a lot more subjective. So, you know, something like in, in America, uh, uh, you know, a touchdown, you know, your, quarterback, your quarterback throws a touchdown 
there's no really disputing that. But in NRL, like try assists and you know, last touch assists or the try contributions, it's a lot more subjective, which is why they boring like takes a bit longer because you know they've you know the guys sitting down in the game as it's going and recording the stats that you know they might miss something or they might look at something and think that's not a try assist and then when they go back and watch it again they'll be like oh that definitely is a try assist or maybe that's not a try assist it's a try contribution all that so yeah you know i think it's um i think it's pretty difficult it's a bit hard to say really yeah, I guess, you know, I love rugby league, but there are just so many grey areas like that, isn't there? Which is fantastic for the game, but it is difficult to do that scoring. You speak of um, you're going to go in and watch these blokes that do the scoring. Can I ask you, do you know how they go about it? Is it blokes sitting at home on their laptop? Is it blokes sitting in an office? Are they in a bunker situation? What's doing there? Uh, no, so they, uh, they are at the game. There'll be multiple people doing the stats at, uh, at, at every single game, so... I think that can be where some of the uh, confusion comes in sometimes, that you've got different people scoring the game. So, you know, that's just one of those uh, things you can't really have control over because you can't really have everyone in the same spot at once. But it, it would be cool one day if they could potentially be in the actual bunker with, uh, with an NRL bunker watching and recording stats as they go. But I think that's just one of those things we don't really have control over at the moment. I think, like, realistically, being at the game, it isn't the best seat in the house. When you're sitting at home watching on Fox with the 5,000 cameras showing you the best angle at every second, you probably have a better view than the guys doing the scoring. So, you know, it would be very difficult to be able to do it all live and set it in stone there, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I guess that just, you know, that just adds to the reason why they need to watch watch and re-watch the games and up the scores, just so there's, you know, not any issues thing I want to ask you, and I'm not sure if you'll have any idea how it works or not, but um, do you know each year how they decide who's going to get what positions, who's going to be duels? Because there's been a bit of confusion over this over the last few years. Is that sort of your avenue? So, I mean, the, the guys that are actually behind the scenes, they obviously have a pretty good idea. So the default is that they'll just import everyone. And if there's some like obvious changes, they'll do it. But then like me, Tom Sankster, Rob Sutherland, uh, all those guys, we will go through and like point out if there's anything that's like obviously wrong. And you know, sometimes there is uh, players like Josh McGuire that will keep their dual position even when they haven't played there. So there is some inconsistencies, but um, you know, overall, it's just like it's about we don't want to make the game too easy. We want to keep it, keep people interested in it, and um, and all that. So it's a bit of a team effort. Sometimes it's a bit up for debate, like. <laughs> struggling to think of an example off the top of my head. But, well, mate, I can uh, give you a classic one because I am sick to death okay. of hearing the bloke in my comp talk about it every 25 minutes. I've got a bloke in my comp who's blowing up deluxe because Cohen Hess didn't get centre wing this year <laughs> when he yeah. played there a few times last year. didn't play well there. I think it's probably in his best interest. He doesn't get centre wing, but based on the games he played, you know, my mate is arguing that he should be getting it. And, you know, I guess, you know, you can't get them all right. I think Supercoach does really well with them, and you guys are obviously trying to keep on track with all of them, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, Cohen Hess is a good good pick because I have heard people complaining about that. So one thing that is involved is playing there uh, in previous games the year before, but it's also sort of like balancing that with if we actually project that they'll be playing them there this year and... You know, even though he played there, what, five or six games last year, I think it's pretty unlikely that they play him again this year. Like, we were, we were just, when, when it happened, we were just looking at it and thinking, 
Like, it's the only reason they really played him there last year was because of injuries and Cohen Hess himself being out of form and them not really knowing where to play him. So it, it was a lot of experimentation, I think, from the Cowboys. And so uh, I, I'm going to fully put all the blame for this one on Rob Sutherland because he <laughs> he was the one that decided that, uh, that Cohen Hess should not get it. Well, mate, if Rob Sutherland happens to wash up on a beach in the next few weeks, my mate is going to be the main suspect for this one. You've put a target uh, on his head. I'll have to pass on a word of warning to Rob then. Let him know. Mate, we're yeah. actually, you and me, we're, we're playing in a comp together this year, a draft comp. Um, some of the boys on Twitter and Instagram have put together a, I don't know how you describe it, we're calling it a Champions League. You know, it's just a bunch of blokes sitting at home that think we know what we're doing. A Champions League of people that run Instagram or Twitter pages involving Supercoach. So, you know, you've got myself, you, uh, uh, Wilfred's into it, um, the r- weekly rub down, a few other boys. Are you excited for that one? Absolutely. I um, I actually can't believe we hadn't sort of thought of this before because there's a lot of us so-called experts out there. And, um, yeah, I can't believe we hadn't thought of this before because it seems so obvious. Um, and, yeah, the weekly rub down proposed it. As soon as they mentioned it, I, I thought it was a great idea. And, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be good to see all the people that think they know what they're talking about come up against each other and see who comes out on top, even though I'm pretty sure it will be me. Uh, confidence, confidence. <laughs> I like it. I, I, I'm going to reserve myself there. What I will point out, we... Um... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We picked our draft order. I, I thought it was a fantastic way to do it. We picked our draft order by each of us was given an NRL team in the in the NRL nines. And based on where your team finished is you got to choose where you want to pick. So I myself, I drew uh, the Gold Coast Titans out of the hat. And when I did, I was kicking myself. I was thinking, fuck me, here we go. Last pick, fantastic. This is going to be a shit fight. Gold Coast Titans come out and play their first decent footy in four years. And I ended up with the second pick overall. Where did you land? So I um I got the Tigers, which instantly had me thinking I'd be looking at uh, uh <laughs> at the ninth pick just because they sort of that, that's where they finish up every year on the NRL ladder. So I was thinking, okay, second last here we go. But yeah, Tigers. Even though I'm pretty sure they only won one or two games throughout the like they didn't make finals, but they I still ended up with like the fifth or sixth pick. So <laughs> I uh I was okay with that, and then I, I was I was very confident of getting the fifth pick, but then I accidentally prematurely said that I wanted the fifth pick so Tim Williams who got the first pick uh, <laughs> decided to have the fifth, fifth instead so kind of shot myself in the foot a bit there the draft expert making rookie errors huh yeah who would have thought <laughs> so what pick did you end up with I think I've, I think I've actually got the um, the third pick which yeah yeah I've got the third pick which you know I, I prefer drafting in the middle of the of the first round just because you sort of um you know, you can still get one of those like top tier guys, but then you also don't have to wait too long for it to come back to you. But third, third is okay because I see it. If the rest of these blokes know what they're doing, they should take Damien Cook and James Tedesco with their first two picks, which leaves me a lot of options still. So probably looking at like Tom Trebojevic or Payne Half or someone like that, but which I'm more than happy with. 
Mate, we might have to have a little quiet conversation here because I'm fourth pick. Oh. <laughs> Whoever I don't take is uh, all yours then. Looks like it's mine, either Travoyevich or Payne Haas. Maybe Taumalolo. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Are, are you tossing up, like, if you, as that third pick, let's say you're right and Teddy and, and Cook goes, is it really a toss-up for you between uh, Tom Travoyevich and, and Payne Haas? I mean, in the first round, I think you, well, not even just the first round, the first couple of rounds, I think you sort of want to take the best players available. But I'm also a big believer in getting your spine positions covered. So I want to try and not only get the best player available, but also get the best bloke that also happens to fill one of those low-depth positions. So Tom Trevojevic fills that, but then he's also a fullback. And fullback depth is actually a lot, because this year than it has been in the in previous years, so it's it's tough. But I, I think that's probably who I'm looking at at this stage. The top shelf of fullback is still very high, but you're right. The depth this year is a lot better than previous years. Um, the, the thing I found interesting about this draft comp we're doing, it's a non-captain league, which I've never done before. I've always played in, um, in captain's league. So it sort of changes your tactics a little bit, doesn't it? I think that's why I'm sort of tossing up Wayne uh, Turbo and Payne Haas, because it's not a... A non because it's a non captain's league, like the the high upside guys aren't really as as valuable as they have been in past years because you know because it's non captains. I think Payne Haas is in. There's some arguments that he's uh, a more valuable prospect than Tommy Turbo because he's going to get you that reliable points each week, uh, even when he's not the captain. Whereas Tommy Turbo, you know, he does have his quiet quieter games, but then when he you know, in a captain's league, when you put the captain on him, he could very easily come out with, you know, a 300-plus score. So it's a, it's definitely a different dynamic. I think if it was a captain's league, you would definitely take Tom Trojevic over Payne Haas just Absolutely. for that ceiling. But it really it changes the game a little bit. Away from our draft, yesterday you did your Supercoach uh, Daily Telegraph draft. Who's playing with you in that? Yeah, so it's uh, all the uh, all the Supercoach experts. So me, myself, uh, Tom Sanks, uh, Rob Sutherland. Then we've also got a couple of the other um, guys at the DT. So we've got our, our video producers, uh, the other Wilson Smith, uh, a bloke named Logan. And then we've also got two of our, two of our sports journals, um, uh, our cadet uh, named Jocelyn and uh, Fatima Cadeau, who I'm sure people have heard of. You mentioned before that uh, Wilson Smith Jr., the other Wilson Smith, he, um, he, he had a few howlers. So he was, uh, he was it's an eight-man, uh, eight-person league, and he was at the... Uh, with the eighth pick. So he had back-to-back picks. Uh, he went Roger to Avasa Shek, first of all, which, you know, it's not a terrible pick, but Kalen Ponger was still on the board at the time, so I thought that was a bit of a, a missed opportunity. But then he followed it up with uh, James Fisher-Harris with his first pick of the second round, which <laughs> is uh, potentially, not even potentially, it's definitely too early, but he said he had a feeling about it, so whatever. <laughs> Has he seen the Panthers squad for this year? I, I don't know. We were all giving it to him. We um we put up a uh, a a video of the first three rounds of our draft online, and if anyone goes and watches it, we uh we all give him a bit of a spray after he picks it. How did your three rounds go in that comp? Can you can you share with us who you went for and why you targeted those players? Yeah. So um so I was the um the fourth pick overall. Ahead of me was uh, Rob Sutherland, Logan, and Tom Sankster. So Sangster um, went Payne Haas for the third pick, which I was fully expecting him to go Tom Trevojevic, which would have left me with Payne Haas. But uh, this will be a Capitals league, so 
I'm very, very thankful that uh, Tom Trebojevic fell to me. Christmas come and early. Then when it came, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, all the usual suspects went, except uh, James Fisher-Harris going a bit too early. By the time it came back to me, Cameron Munster was still on the board, so I grabbed him. Then on the on the turn, the pick comes back to me, and a, a bunch of the best halfbacks have already gone. So I see Daly Chavin still there, and uh, I took him. And after I took him, I had a few regrets because I realised that I now had Tom Tavoyevic and Dalish Harry Evans, which is a risky combination. But, you know, I'm pretty happy with that because, you know, now I've got one of the best lines of any league in the in our in our comp. And then after that, um, I'm going show the first three rounds in our video, but I'll, I'll give the people some uh, hints of who I got after that. Um, the year best hookers is gone, so... I didn't want to miss out and be stuck with someone bad, so I, I grabbed Reid Marnie after that. And then with my spine filled, I decided to start grabbing some forwards. Josh Papali was still on the board, and I might leave it there because I'll be doing a full wrap-up of the rest of the draft. But, yeah, those are who, who I went with in the first few rounds. Come out pretty well there. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. I think um, looking at the rest of the teams, I think I definitely have the best spine, which some people prefer just filling out the best players possible on and end up with a pretty stacked forward pack, but then they might be struggling with one or two of their spine positions. I'm definitely a fan of filling out your spine positions early so you don't get stuck with someone pretty bad. Now, just for those playing at home that, are, that, that aren't that super coach experts, obviously the worry for Wilson drafting Turbo and Cherry Evans is that they're both in the same team. So for him to do his captains or his VCs each week, it can prove to be a bit of an issue. Um, I've had that problem myself before, but I guess when you've got Munster in your side, you're not really losing, are you? You know, it does even out, but it is still a bit of a concern because, you know, with two with two playmakers from one team, you're sort of depending on that side to, you know, score a lot of points every week. And Manly, you know, uh, I am a Manly fan, so <laughs> also a bit of bias. But um, Manly, you know, they've got one of the best offences in the league when they're firing, but on their on their days, they could easily, both David Chavez and Tom Trevojevic could come out with a pretty pretty average score, which is a bit of a risk. But, you know, last year in one of my other leagues, I had um, I had Damian Cook, Cody Walker, and Adam Reynolds, which was pretty uh, scary. But, you know, South Attack is one of the best elites. So it actually, other than when Reynolds went down, it, it never came back to bite me. So it's one of those games you've got to be playing. I ask you, mate, if you've got it in front of you, what was the first eight picks of that draft? What order did they go in? The first eight picks. So first it was Damian Cook. Then James Tedesco, Tars, Tom Trebojevic, Ben Smith, Jason Tamalolo, Nathan Cleary, and then Roger Tuivasa-Shea. Is there any of those that surprised you? Well, I mean, um, two of the two of the girls couldn't actually be there, so they sent me a list of their picks uh, who who I had to essentially auto draft for them. So if they were actually in the room, the um, the order could have ended up slightly different, but. Uh, None of them are really that surprising. I think RPS potentially went slightly early, too early with Caelan Ponoff still on the board. And other than that, I think it's all pretty standard. Like all those guys would be going in the first first few picks, uh, in the first round or, or two in most draft leagues. I want to ask you about, I think he's a pretty, um, pretty polarizing figure this year in Supercoach, Latrell Mitchell. Where did he go in your champions draft at the Daily Telegraph? But, um, <laughs> The other Wilson who picked Roger Tuivasa-Shek and James Fisher-Harris with his first two picks, 
actually grabbed Latrell Mitchell with his next kick after that. So he went at the uh, end of the third round. Uh, inferior Wilson making moves, huh? <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I don't personally against taking center wings early in the draft, but he is got he does have the fullback dual eligibility this year, and he is actually going to be playing fullback. So it's not the worst pick, but <clears throat> I I wouldn't have done it for sure. I think Latrell is definitely uh, the exception to the rule, isn't he? It's a, it's a big punt, but I think I, I just can't see him not playing good footy come Supercoach finals um, in August. Yeah. I've spoken about it previously. Like he's a real investment for the future, isn't he? Absolutely, and you know he is one of those players whose ceiling is pretty much limitless. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me if one day he comes out and and breaks Tom Trebojevic's Supercoach point scoring record. Like he's one of those few players that could do it. So. It's a bit of a risk in the third round, but uh, I don't hate it. Would not shock me in the slightest if he breaks a couple of records this year in the next two years, especially in that South back line. It really be anything. Uh, you know, we've seen the combination that Cooks made with uh, Tedesco at State of Origin level. Like, if they could get a combination like that, it could just be anything, couldn't it? Absolutely. And even, like, even you look through the rest of the back line, like, there's some absolute star power there. I'm... Actually, really interested to see how um, how he teams up with Cody Walker as well. I think down that south left edge, it could be. It was already pretty dangerous last year, and now you add in Latrell Mitchell to the mix, and there's a whole other another element there. So I, I think um, South's attack this year is going to be very good, especially down that left side. It, it really could be the best show on turf, couldn't it? Absolutely. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, Thanks for giving us up your time. Uh, We look forward to hopefully catching up with you during the year and maybe getting a recap on how our uh, Champions League's going along. Uh, I'm sure you'll have a good view from the bottom of the ladder there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The smack talking has begun already. Uh, But yeah, uh, thanks, mate. It was uh, good to come on today. Already paying rent in your head, mate. I'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.